0: On today's episode of Ordinary to Extraordinary, Ben doesn't get the chance to do hello everybody and try and make fun of me, (laughs) so
1: there we go. Uh, There you go. Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. You know what you just did? What did I just do? You tried to control the controllables. I did control the controllers by making sure you didn't just record
0: until you were talking. I was ready. <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're talking about your circle of control, or circles of control in general. Um, we talked a little bit about what to say yes and no to. We talked about inputs, outputs, what else did we talk Finding about Finding
1: peace with the results. Yeah. You can only control what you put in, not what you can get out of it.
0: Love it. We talked about focus a little bit, where we focus, what we should focus on, where we should focus. Got distracted a few
1: times, which is funny when we're talking about focus.
0: Yeah, I certainly (laughs) got distracted a few times. Um, Yeah, so controlling what we can, not having preconceived notions of output or or result. And yeah, we think it's a good discussion.
1: Just loving life. On to the episode. Vibing. Boom. Boom, boom. We're recording. We're recording. We are. Recording, 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 recording. Ten Capital Studios.
0: Look at you finally getting smart after two and a half years. Taking your watch off so it doesn't bang the table every time you move or get excited. I've, I've,
1: I've actually done that for a few months now, if oh. you haven't noticed.
0: This is the first time I've noticed, but you used to <laughs> bang it off the table all the damn time My when we were recording. Be the other
1: thing. This thing yeah. These edges are softer than the last table, too, that we were on at uh, Fellow. So, I think it's just an easier, a little more room in here. There is a little more With room. With air conditioning. That last place, oh my gosh, that room, the cozy room or whatever they called it there at Fellow, would get so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like sweating in the back a couple of times. I was like, Steven, we got to wrap this up. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sweating through my dress shirts.
0: We're recording this on Monday, June 7th, 2021. We have basically been doing this shit, Ben, for a year and a half. Literally a year and a half.
1: No, two and a half years.
0: Today, two and a half years, sorry.
1: (laughs) Literally, no, quite not literally. We have,
0: we just released episode 126 today with Brian Scott. Yeah, yeah,
1: 126. Fun conversation. So yeah. Interesting background too, just in general. Yeah, you, you were
0: enjoying that. You were learning a lot about the military. It was interesting. Well,
1: for for most of it. And then he went into his background. Like, oh, he's really going into his whole yeah. background. Yeah, we wanted the abridged version, Brian.
0: Yeah. Um, that was a little verbose, but it was interesting still. He he brought it round to...
1: Well, what's interesting is like his use of the verb, like his use of... <laughs> oh, that was totally... <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a good thing we're not on video right now. <laughs> Attractive girl walks by, Stephen is like.
1: I was like, what's Stephen doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. what, you, you, come back, Stephen. Squirrel. Come back. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Whatever. Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. My name is Ben Clune. This is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown. And today, we are talking about controlling the controllables your sphere of control and focus. Circle of control. Sphere of control. You just like the word sphere. I do. S P H E
0: R S-P-H-E-R-E. Spher. Spherical. It's right Sphere. Yeah, so frame it a little better than that, Ben. We can't just throw a topic name out. Frame well, it.
1: I, I can frame it and I can tell you where it came from. So this one was my idea. I say that like cousin Eddie. This here was my idea. But uh in finance a lot of the time we get people that reach out to us that are concerned about you know Pending policy. Uh, They're concerned about the direction that the economy is going. They're concerned about pick whatever they're concerned about, right? In 99.9% of the time, it's not something that they can actually control. So the whole idea with this is in finance, we talk about controlling the controllables, right? What are the things that are going to most likely set you up for success that you can control? How much money you spend, when you retire, when you start saving, et cetera, right? So it's removing yourself from the things that really have no bearing or have no control over, i.e. the return to the stock market, you don't have total control over that, and focusing them on the things that you can control. And So how does that apply to other areas of life and then kind of having a discussion around that? Because I think it applies in pretty much every area of life.
0: It just baffles me that people think that they can second-guess what politicians are going to do. Well, when the, they're going to flip-flop depending on who gives them the most money. I mean, well, just just bank on politicians. And they're going to say one thing. Screwing everything elected.
1: up. Yeah. And then guess what? Their policy and what they actually come out with is going to be entirely different because it's not a dictatorship. They don't get to just deem policy policy. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. But I think folks think that, you know, that's how it works sometimes. Wait, the president isn't a dictator? No, he's a pawn. Actually, is what it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's. I think I probably just triggered some people with that. Oh, but.
0: no! All presidents, not just this no, one. No, that wasn't general, a political thing. No, and no. it really.
1: When you think about it, and and, and well, I guess we're going down the political train right here. So, choo choo. When you think about it, like my life over the last two presidents, very different presidents. The last three, four presidents. Excuse me. Really hasn't changed significantly. Like, I still get up every day. I still live my life the way that I'm going to live my life. And it still has, it hasn't it has hampered my ability to go to work and make an income and grow or get married or have children or do any of this. Stuff. Like, I still make my own decisions.
0: That's your white privilege.
1: Uh, probably. Sure. I'm being sarcastic as fuck, by the way. So hopefully <laughs> that triggers some people. <laughs> Stephen, we, we need a disclaimer for Stephen, I think, sometimes. <laughs> God. How dare you dare me uh,
0: what not have any problems for the last four presidents N- nobody said I didn't have problems <laughs> <laughs> but that's I can't even say that's that that's a because, perception when you yeah. say when you say like yeah my life hasn't changed that much we're like oh that's because nah, nah, you got a weight made and yeah. you're so lucky and what but the rest of us well Get out of your fucking mom's basement and shit will get better. (laughs) Quit trying
1: to find the get-rich-quick scheme and go grind. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. You know what you need to do? You need to hustle like there's somebody always trying to take it away from you. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ben. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Ben. (laughs) We'll see if that gets picked up on, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Wow.
0: Wow. What? You're trying to trigger some people, especially if they listen.
1: Yes, sir. well, <laughs> I don't have to work with them.
0: <laughs> that was a private joke. I apologize. Yes, I would explain, I but that would really
1: that would let really, the cat out of the bag. That would.
0: Um, that would but. Yeah, no. So, controlling the controllables, it's funny. Um, I think that's often what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. But then when they hear it, they want to make excuses for not controlling the controllables, yeah, right?
1: Exceptions.
0: Um, so, what are the things that you can control every day? I'm asking you, by the way. You're asking me what are the things yeah. that you can control what every can day? What can you
1: control every day? Well, anything. You can technically. <laughs> I mean, of your actions. I mean, what, that's a weird question. Because I can control when I'm going. I mean, to some degree, you can control everything. To some degree, you can't, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how far do we want to go down this rabbit hole?
0: I wanted to keep it simple. But basically, you can control your work ethic, you can control your attitude, and you can control your reactions. Sometimes. (laughs) Always.
1: (laughs) Well, sometimes.
0: And they're learned behaviors. So, controlling all of those things are learned behaviors, right? So, you can always show up and be the hardest working person in the room, you can always be humble. Can always be kind. So those are the things that I look at. That Good positive traits are within my sphere of control or circle of control, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I can control? The government. I can not control the government in any way, shape, or form with a vote, with influence. Nothing. I can control some of them with money, but I don't have the level of money needed to to make <laughs> the controller. changes that I would want to make. So buy my NASCAR jacket. I so can't control around the around government. It. I can't control other people's attitudes. I can put my energy out there for them. But I can't change their energy unless they want it changed, right? I can't control other people's reactions. I can't control their actions in the first place. And I certainly can't control how they react to anything that I Mm -hmm. do or say. That's completely within their circle of control, right? And we've talked about that before. I know I have. I've posted about it actually on social media that the chronically ill people, mentally ill people who want to constantly be offended or find offense in things that are really of no concern to them like what i post on social media what i say what what opinions i carry mm-hmm. if you choose to be offended by anything like that that's 100 percent your choice within your control and you're al- allowing me to live in your head rent free and say something that pisses you off to m- that's what i think of when i think of controlling the controllables
1: no, and I agree. And one of the first things I wrote down was forget the noise. Like, taking a lot of the noise and the non productive noise predominantly that comes from the media and social media, right? I guess that is a form of media. But, like, remembering, like, I, I tell clients this it's like, remember that the news is not there to tell you the truth. Like, hopefully, they tell you the most of the truth, but really they get paid on advertising dollars and they get paid on eyes so it's like a car wreck right the more eyes that they get looking at it <laughs> mm-hmm. they're going to get paid so and you can't drive past a car wreck and not seem to want to look at it for whatever reason cuz that we just all like to look at things that are not always going so well so and then to your point facebook like that was a lot of the way this came from too it's like you see people doing things online that you're like come on man like don't don't post that or don't say that or don't like why are you getting into it or even in life where that somebody will say something at lunch, it's like you know what I don't I don't agree with you but cool yeah you do your bad self like I'm gonna well, we, move on
0: from it. Here's a novel concept. How About you see something that someone posted and you go God they're a fucking moron
1: but then you just go on past it. Do you know how often I do that? Yeah, <laughs> because it's like what good is going to come of me commenting on this and getting into this online keyboard warrior discussion going on. Wait,
0: you don't think you could change their mind?
1: Well, I could. (laughs) But they wouldn't like how I go about changing their mind. Yep, whatever you say, man. Physical abuse is safe. So (laughs)
0: where I was going when I asked the question is, what can you do every day, right? There's a list of 10. It's a meme. I'm sure you've seen it before. But it's things that cost nothing but produce a high Mm -hmm. ROI. Mm -hmm. One, being on time. Two, making an effort. Three, having a positive attitude. Four, being honest. Five, appreciating what you have. So gratitude, right? Six, yep. using good body language. Seven, being coachable. Eight, saying please and thank you. So just politeness. Nine, being kind to yourself. And ten, having a strong work ethic.
1: Yeah, and those are all things really about inputs, right? Like, exactly. I think that's as important to note is that like you can't control the outputs you can control the inputs so and then the biggest part of all that is when the outputs aren't reflective of the inputs like when you're working hard and you're not necessarily the rewards that you want to be seen, that you are at peace with the work that you've been putting in right because i think that's where people struggle a lot of time it's like well i did this and the outcome wasn't what i expected It's like we well, You don't necessarily get to control the outcome you can control the outcome to some degree by controlling your inputs right and we do the things that we know lead to positive results over time but you can't control necessarily when those positive results come or if they ever Mm -hmm. truly come in the way that you want them to come at least well i think so learning to be at peace with that was what i'm getting at it's like knowing that it's like hey you did have the attitude that was positive you did have the work ethic you did have all of those 10 things checked you got an a plus on your report card for all those things but the output just wasn't what you expected
0: yeah well let me ask you this what's the disclaimer that is on every fund that you guys yep. may or may not invest in past performance
1: is no indication of future results
0: and every time i see that i'm like bullshit. past performance 100 percent, is an indicator of future results now it's not guaranteed right but to your point it's an educated guess you take care of the inputs and you do as much as you can with positive inputs what what you're putting in from an attitude standpoint Mm -hmm. from a work standpoint knowing that from a percentage standpoint the output is going to be better than if you don't take care of those things same with mutual funds sorry this is not advice compliance people that do Ben's thing not financial (laughs) advice but I love those disclaimers because I'm like, that's the only fucking indicator of future performance. <laughs> it's not like you can...
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we could get into a whole different discussion about that, right? I yeah. mean, there could have been a fund manager change. There could have been a change in the asset class that means it's not going to be an attractive thing for the next mm-hmm. year. I mean, yes and no, but I get what you're saying is if it has had positive past performance, it probably lends some validity to the fund, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a performer in the future.
0: But, it, I mean, it's it's the reason that when we hire someone we go backwards we talk to people i've worked for before yeah we'll get we ask for experiences yeah. when we choose somewhere to fix our car we go online and we look at the experiences that other people have had there when we're going to go to a restaurant we don't go to the one star place we go to the four or five star place right yeah the place that's getting positive reviews all the time so i guess what i'm saying is that i mean that's a controllable as well you can somewhat control your your uh reputation By doing the right thing and doing things well.
1: So here's a fun one. So you and I both have friends. Me more than you, I guess. but. (laughs) And Stephen's drinking his water while I can. And our friends do things that we don't necessarily always agree with (laughs) in terms of the actions, right? We can't control our friends, but they're our friends, so we want to be like, you're an idiot. And so like that sometimes can be a hard one i know for people and, like their friends or their family even does the same thing over and over again That's like this stupid repetitive action that they do and you're like learning to try and get over their dumb actions of somebody you care about and like so it's like and going back to that being at peace thing so i think I'm, there's actually someone that i have in mind for y- you but i'm not going to say their name don't worry that like says stuff does stuff where you are just like oh for the love of all that is holy in terms of you say other words but how do you i'd be interested to know so with your friends and your peoples that i know you're a pretty vocal person so you might just tell them good bad or indifferent but how do you deal with your own internal struggle of wanting them to do things the way that you see as right even though they might not see them as right does that make sense so I've made
0: peace with this I realise that my right isn't everyone's right and I used to get really worked up over people doing stupid shit I don't know there's a maturity there's a a, a, le- a higher level of cognition I think to where yeah. I realise I understand that this is what I'm doing this is a path I'm on and it might be right or wrong but i can't expect that from other people and i've talked to you about this before as well where i've almost gotten to the point where i have zero expectations of anyone and i remember saying this and someone telling me it was really sad and i'm like no actually it's great because when you don't have expectations of people all they can do is surprise you in a good way yeah and when you have no expectations when they do negative things it's like well i didn't expect anything really anyway yeah. So I can't be disappointed. So it's a great space to be in mentally, but I do think it's hard to get there. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my brothers, um, I don't think he listens, by the way. Um, but some of your brothers do. <laughs> he's on absolute time out with me right now. In the family chat, he pokes, he prods, he tries to get me to bite. And I'm just trying to figure out how long he realize how long before he realizes that he gets nothing out of it he's not getting a rise and hey maybe you should just shut the fuck up and stop saying those things oh. so oh. Oh. yeah so it, it's there's no ac- acrimony on my part I just choose not to engage so yeah. completely disengage well
1: and that's a that, that's a form of control disengagement yeah. right like just not even not in proceeding forward with the mm-hmm. altercation or whatever you want to call it
0: still love them. still care about oh, Yeah, they're just yeah. choose not to engage with them on most things because so, it's like talking to a
1: brick wall. Well, and I wrote down, like, children, friends, work, the world in general, like, all these types of things that you, especially children, like, you want to control their actions a lot of times, especially when they're three <laughs> and they don't give a shit about anything, mm-hmm. right? It's like, but you really can't control how your friends, your family, your work to some degree, how people react. I was thinking yeah. you were just talking about how you've gone to pieces, like – in the last year or so, I, I think I've shared before. Like, I, so I see uh, my shrink, performance coach—I call him—he's a clinical psychologist but a performance coach as well. And so, one thing we talked about with regard to clients is like knowing. Let me think about how it is. I didn't get much sleep last night, so it was a <laughs> my brain's a little fuzzy today. Had a little sat around like a neighbor's campfire, drinking vodka sodas. It was fun until this morning. Actually, I woke up surprisingly like refreshed, <laughs> like at six a.m. <laughs> and m. now it's catching up. And now at like two p.m. The it's, delayed you know, hangover, uh, I love it. No, it's not even a hangover. It's just you know the little tired type thing. Yeah, And yeah, not nausea or anything like that. But um, so I'll give you the situation actually. And so I was going after a big prospect. And so I was talking with the his name's is Olin. So I was talking with Olin. And we're sitting there chatting about this prospect we're going after, right? And uh, the whole idea of I'm getting a little worked up, you know, because it'd be a, a large prospect, a multi million dollar prospect going after this prospect and trying to get it on board. And they weren't giving me any clear indications of what they really wanted or what they were kind of judging us on, you know. And usually somebody has certain criteria which they're judging you and you can kind of get it out of them. But they didn't, when I come to find out, he's like, well, if they haven't given you clear criteria, it's probably because you. They don't know, even know what like criteria they're judging you on. So you need to give them the answers as to how they should be judging you, right? And so, like, I'm getting into it here, but that actually was like gave me peace for one, right? Going into something knowing that, hey, I'm going to do my best to answer these guys' questions, but I don't really know what the outcome is going to be. And lo and behold, I landed them. But what I was going to say is like through those types of interactions with him, like I've just gotten to a, a place where the best thing I've gotten is just at peace with everything, right? It's like I'm going to mm-hmm. do my inputs. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and I'm going to try. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's at no fault of mine, not that I you know, didn't try or, at, or I could have done something differently. I'm not going to go back and I'm not going to question it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wanted to say that I wrote down too, though, is making sure that you don't – because you know people that are on the opposite end of this where – oh, well, you know, it's out of my control. It's like, no, whoa, 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 you're giving up too early, right? Mm-hmm. So, because that is a thing I think where people, I mean, there's the, those that are overly controlling and then there's those that don't even try <laughs> to control it at all. Well, it's like, thing, you're giving up on the inputs just hoping that the outcome's going to be there. I think we're encroaching a little bit onto influence
0: versus control. I think often people think they can control 100%. rather than influence, no. and it's like, no, this is where you apply influence and you lead by example and you make changes that way as opposed to forcing through control that you're going to change something. Um, So while you were talking, I was trying not to be too excited. (laughs) I think I've had an epiphany and a breakthrough. Mm. And it has nothing to do with this topic whatsoever. But I now know what all of these levers on this chair does, and I think I can work it. (laughs) (laughs) I can make it go up and down, and I can make the back go back and forward or not. I know exactly what lever does it. Sorry, if you've been listening for a while, we're in Ben's new office, and these chairs are like it's not as new anymore. Star Trek, like chairs. Like, <laughs> there's more levers and buttons and levers on them than I've ever seen on a chair. <laughs> there's there's like
1: really not. It's got <laughs> like there's
0: three. <laughs> well, I can. There's there's one on the back as well. I'm looking at this chair. There's four. That's for the lumbar. Everybody yep. Knows and then that. there's the ups and th- there's more than three. <laughs> you're a your patent liar if you think on the bottom only there's then. only three yeah but n- you don't know what they all do I do now I've oh, had know the epiphany and the breakthrough I know what they all do you spend more time here than me anyway. actually
1: there's there's a turning knob there's an up down knob th- actually I don't know what this one is <laughs> <party's laughs> going to be what's this knob there's more than three isn't there well, no, yep. there's only three. Yeah, okay. they like the, the screw. The screwy thing is attached to the <laughs> to the up and down knob. <laughs> but I don't know what the screw. And thing the doofla is. goes in the doodah. And then <laughs> the one on the left moves the seat forward or backwards. So anyway, I now is.
0: know how to control the chair. Okay, well that's great. And make it comfortable, because um, some this chair wasn't the chair I was in last time and when I sat down I know it was too high and Somebody,
1: anyway you know other people do use this room so I could have moved the chair dude. dare them
0: change my chair anyway back on track here so I think the overarching thing and I might bastardize a quote here but I think I'm doing it justice uh, Greg McKeown I've talked about the book a lot Essentialism we can either make our choices deliberately or allow other people's agendas to control our lives <laughs> what are you laughing at? Look at Pop's
1: response. <laughs> do you have to do this while we're on air? Did you not distract us earlier? With what? Uh, looking at something, a pretty lady.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Good point. Well good made. <laughs> made. <laughs> good point. <good for>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so, kind of
1: in a want to laugh mood today, anyways. So,
0: we can either. Make our choices deliberately or allow other people's agendas to control our lives. No, I, I agree. That's control on the controllables. Control every input you can and hope for the best outputs.
1: Okay, podcast over. <laughs> 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 we, we control what we can control. We told you what we can do. Yeah. That's it. We're going to get some coffee now. So uh, let, let's, let's dive a bit deeper, though. No, and I do have something I want to dive deeper into. Okay, uh, go for you. it. So, and you actually put it in a way. I wrote down the difference of sharing versus speaking into somebody like sharing slash speaking into someone versus control. And you said influence, which is like, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> sharing or speaking, like influencing their decision, you know, and, and influence not necessarily like your own. You're not trying to necessarily project your own beliefs, but it could be educating, right, or something else, so it, which does influence their decision. So, let's dig into that a little more because I like that because. Okay, what do you want to say?
0: I've asked this question twenty times this year. I think you've gotten it right once.
1: What's my word of the year type yes. thing or something? What stupid? is it? Probably perspective.
0: Perspective. Whew, so I remembered this topic. rather than influence. So influence is a part of it. So the the idea of providing perspective is to influence, right? Hey, I want you to see this from a different point of view. So what you're talking about. Or yourself. See, yeah. you want your own perspective. Yeah, you want to give it, and get perspective. Yeah. in it enlightens. I would rather get ex- perspective than have perspective. It to enlightens give it, situations, but. right? So, what that requires, though, is a level of both trust, input, and accountability on both parts. So, yeah. if you're willing to give perspective, you also have to be willing to get perspective. So, what you're talking about is exactly that. I can't control what someone does. What I can do is share my input and perspective and my experiences and say, in my experience or invariably what I've seen. However you frame it, this is what's going to happen or this is what has happened in the past. The flip side is that they're either going to take that or completely disregard it. Mm -hmm. The people you surround yourself with, the people that you hold near and dear, should always be willing to both get and give perspective, with a view to expecting the same of everybody. That's open-mindedness,
1: else. right? That comes with perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's open-mindedness, but it's also acceptance that hey, we we might never agree on this, but I certainly want to understand what How formed that, yeah. what formed that opinion, value, belief system, whatever it is within your th- psyche within your thinking and I'd like to at least from this understand that either we can have another discussion on this continue this discussion or we nix it and we say hey maybe we don't revisit this yeah. until such time as X Y and Z variables are in play.
1: Speak of bygones and move on
0: so control influence and perspective that's probably the three things
1: that I think would be I'd add grace yeah like Just because it's like, uh, I think that's what's going to give you peace when the person doesn't agree with you. Because mm-hmm. it's like you might not necessarily always stand understand where someone is coming from, but you give them the grace to just let it be. And Good Beatles song, by the way. Look, I'll, I'll be the first
0: one to throw myself on the sword here and, and admit a younger Stephen. I wasn't interested in other people's perspective. Yeah. I certainly wasn't interested in anybody trying to influence me even though a lot of my mentors and coaches were still able to break through that and do it in ways that were like black magic to me then, but now I fully understand, haven't been taking time to be better read and mm-hmm. better, just, um, just in general, just better oh, yeah. and more wise, yeah. So, uh, like I said, this none of the, what we're talking about is easy to do. Um, in fact, I'll give you an opinion or sorry an opinion a story I just heard over lunch here um, one of our friends went to a party at the weekend and two people in the room were vaccinated and this friend isn't yet but plans on doing it just doesn't feel comfortable doing it yet and these two people were talking about it and basically effing and blinding and saying they can't understand why anybody wouldn't be and they're fucking idiots and um (laughs) i'm quoting by the way fucking idiots and uh you can't even have a fucking conversation with them yeah because they're just so hot and bothered so anyway our buddy was sharing this with me and i said well i mean i would have been sarcastic and i would have said oh you seem really approachable about it like it would be fun to have a conversation with you about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, so he's, he said to me, he respects him and likes him, and he didn't know what to say because he's not a confrontational guy, yeah. right? And I said, look, I have a feeling I know which one this is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I said, look, here's yeah. the thing. Respect and disagreement are not two mutually exclusive things. Like You can absolutely disagree with someone and still respect the shit out totally. of
1: them. Totally. Yeah, totally. And
0: until you make peace with that, You'll be a bit of a doormat, and you're going to keep putting yourself into these situations where other people make you feel shitty because of their opinions, rather than you being able to say, hey, that's one opinion, that's one way to look at it. Can I give you a different one, just to consider?
1: Well, I think to your point uh, earlier of like, hey, sometimes you want to know where people are coming at, right? Because everybody has different influences that are going to shape their perspective and how they see things. So to just say that yours is the right answer is just dumb because it's only through the lens at which you have to look through it where somebody else is going to have an entirely different lens. Right. So it's like, they might not even be able to see what you're seeing, mm-hmm. but I, I would say, and I'll go back to that grace. You know, it's like, if you like somebody, love somebody enough, then you'll be willing to hear out their perspective, I'd say too. So people who are that hardheaded that won't even listen to a differing opinion are one, Other very insecure with themselves or two, don't actually feel about you the way that they may project they feel about you. Like, they just don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think often, and this is we
0: talked about this a little bit earlier, but often people think their way is the only way. Which right? And the way they're doing it. And, and you'd ask the question, like, how do you get people to, well, you're open, you're graceful, and you're not
1: judgmental. You know, I think... Uh, I'm not sure I totally agree with that statement, that people think their way is the only way. I think maybe that might be true when they're young. Maybe the best way. Not the only way, but the best way. Okay. and Like, my way is the best way. I would say some of the best leaders don't think that, though. No. Of course. And honestly, you also get to a point where I'm like, I don't necessarily want you to do it my way, because that means that I just have to tell you what to do. It's like... I want you to go about doing it your own way so that I can just empower you to go and do it. Like it's just more work for me if I got to tell you how to do it. So the latest book I'm reading, listening to
0: is The Power of Giving Up Power.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a great book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. It's That uh, wasn't sarcastic. That it's was, um it's literally a deep dive into how by being am- amiable, right? So uh, I think it was Steve Jobs that said you don't hire smart people and tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You hire smart people right. so they tell you what to do. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, of course you do. You surround yourself with amazing people and give them the power to make decisions. Yeah. You don't surround yourself with great people and tell them how to do everything, because that's going to be counterproductive. There's no way that you can be better than a team full of people, right? And that sounds kind of cheesy and cliche, but it's true. It's a hundred percent true. I. Every time you assume you're the smartest person in the room, you're either in the wrong room or you're surrounded by people that have stopped giving input because they don't feel comfortable doing so.
1: Or you're a narcissistic D-bag. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's very unlikely unless you're, you know, genius level IQ. Yeah. So this but. circle of control stuff,
0: its it got me thinking, because I think the word I kept throwing at you this morning when we were talking about this briefly was focus, right? Yeah. What do you focus on? What do you not focus on? How do you focus on certain things and, and sort of lessen your focus on mm-hmm. the things that aren't mm-hmm. good, right? And this is another quote from Essentialism. I keep coming back to this because it's an amazing book, Greg McKeown. Um, thinking, thinking. If it's not a resounding yes it's a resounding no Hmm. right so by that I mean think of all the invites you get each week right Mm -hmm. how many networking groups are you invited to how many coffees and lunches and hey can I talk to you about this right Um, I say yes to a lot I say no to even more I think I get invited to a lot of things thankfully it's a good position to be in I get invited to a lot of internal conference calls. I get invited to other teams' calls. and Sometimes I'll present, and sometimes I won't, but controlling what I say no to is more important than controlling what I say yes to. Because if I say no to the things that I know are going to be unproductive, time sucks, or just in any way negative for me, negative I want that to be a but relative but you learn term.
1: what is negative because at first you don't really know right like no. getting into it like it's like me in finance like you would do anything and everything you go to every networking event you just grind and hustle and trying exactly. to make something work we talked about this with Jake and then you refine it yeah mm-hmm. yeah with Jake yeah yeah. And then you refine it a little bit and you figure out what actually works and what doesn't say you build yes your to relationships everything. you build your COIs
0: and earn the right to say no we talked about that
1: with yeah. somebody else was
0: it Tabitha Tabitha Crack. I think it was. Croc, sorry. <laughs> You're
1: never going to get a ride.
0: It, it's, it's just KRA. It's, I know that it's foreign, but... But, um, no. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I think the beauty of this whole thing, like, in, in focus, is I'm thinking about, like, it's a nice little wrapper, almost, like, focus. And I would go, it's like, what are the things you actually want to focus on? And I had a little bit of an epiphany. I was like... I was thinking about it with me. I'm like, if it doesn't affect my work or my family, I usually just anymore, I'm like, I don't even think about it. Like, I people are always surprised when I'm not paying attention to what's happening on the news. You know, they're like, well, Ben, what, how is that going to affect the markets. I'm like, not really. Like, in 10 years' time, it's going to have absolutely no bearing. So, and guess what? I'm investing for people long-term. So, it's like, I don't pay attention to the media. I don't pay attention to a lot of stuff because it doesn't really matter. Well to
0: your point, let's think of the last major crash, right? 2008. We won't count last year cuz it bounced back so quick. The last major crash was 2008, right? Mhm. In 2008, the policies that made the 2008 crash happen were enacted years and years and years bef- before yeah, MBS and were mismanaged MBS, yeah. and abused for years and years and years leading up to it.
1: And cross-collateralized. So and, you
0: know. watching the news for the 12 months before the crash in 2008 probably wouldn't have done shit for you to be able to predict it.
1: Well, you would have thought it was going great.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. All the numbers were great leading up to it, which is often the case, right? Yeah, until they weren't. So the, key- the reason I say that is that one, It was one of our earliest podcasts. I said, nobody should watch the news. Yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't be informed, but you certainly shouldn't sit down at 10 o'clock at night and watch the news every night or you know, wake up in the morning and switch here's, the news
1: here's on. what I'll say. Because like, there is some truth in the news, but they, depending on which media source you're getting it from, they're going to twist it. I think the important thing isn't that you don't watch the news. It's that you don't let it affect you. Yeah, Because I, I actually I have no problem people watching the news. It's when they let it affect them, right? Because the issue is if you just want to watch it for entertainment purposes and, and you want to get some information out of it knowing that it's probably biased one way or the other, that's fine. I don't care. Watch the news. But don't let it cripple you. Don't let it f- you know bring fear because that's what I get is people that are fearful of what's going to happen. So they want to try and time the market knowing mm-hmm. that they can't try and time the market. That, that doesn't work. But they still think this time is different, which is the worst That line, if you ever have to say this time is different, you're probably borderline something not good, a bad decision. You're going to make a bad decision. Is it okay to watch the news for cute weather girls? (laughs) 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 Only if you're Stephen Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite weather girl? There's a few. Oh, geez. There's a few. (laughs) I actually don't watch. I
0: don't. Um,
1: I, I don't watch the
0: news. Most, most of my in, information comes from reading, which isn't always good either. But vi- well, Those
1: are biased too. I mean, curated
0: sources yeah. that give me a an idea of what's going on on both sides and then a curated source somewhere in the middle and learn the actual truth. Sometimes I have to go and look at policies and sometimes I have to go and actually dive really deep into things and go, okay, I'm going to make my own mind up on this instead of having this clearly biased news anchor tell me what <laughs> i should think right yeah. so or this author um i mean i look at we've we've got the craziest situation here in spokane and that the uh the owners of the spokesman review they real are crazy crazy conservative right and when i say crazy conservative i don't mean they're going to build a compound at ruby ridge or anything like that i just mean they're they're, they're right leaning fairly substantially right leaning but yet I don't know that anybody that writes for the paper leans right in any way shape or form so it's all over the map Um, and then the other sort of weekly publication here loses all credibility because everything they do is so left leaning and so far squeaky like okay come on there's not even a consideration of this other side it's like reading a comic book almost So it's wild um, what we've got going on here, just locally. From a media standpoint.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, and that same family that owns the paper owns the news stations.
0: Well, yeah, and one of them is a conservative news station, and one
1: of them's a liberal news yeah. station, and it's like, I mean, they
0: can't win, right? It's like, yeah. Well, you can't, and you just play Switzerland. <laughs> um, but coming back to what you control, there's another, there's another thing I'd say, and it's... I often talk about don't-do lists as opposed to to to-do lists, right? (laughs) So when I sit down and I have tasks to do, the first thing I do isn't, what do I need to do today? It's like, what do I not need to do today? And you make sure you know the things you shouldn't do. So, yeah, what you don't do is just as important as what you
1: do do. No, I agree. Um, One of the outcomes of one of my sessions with Olin, too, was talking about, you know, when you're – you see something going wrong and you want to interject or you want to help or you want to provide some influence and direction is even like stopping and asking yourself like is this something that I actually want to be involved with or something that I feel like I can provide some actual value to and is this something that they even want me involved with that you know they might want my opinion and I think at, uh, you know answering those two questions for yourself before jumping in or trying to get in anything where you're going to exert some type of influence into the situation is probably a wise question as well. Because a lot of the times you'll just want to jump to saying something, especially if we're male, we're Mr. Fix-its, right? It's like we want to try and fix every situation. But it's like, it might not be our situation to quote-unquote fix. So stop and think sometimes.
0: Yeah. Before you try and... Well, it's it's like that old adage is it your truth to tell, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like, hey... They need to hear something, but i don't need to be the person to tell them
1: mm-hmm. um, no I agree, I agree. and it, it's
0: with kids i mean i'm not a parent, but I know you got to give kids enough rope that hey if you keep doing that you're going to hurt yourself right so you'll say it you'll tell them you keep doing that you're going to bang your knee cut yeah. yourself whatever it is right yep i'm going to warn you I may even warn you a second time then if then after that and this is a um Mama Brown quote: "Let hell slap it into you." That's what she used to say. Let hell slap it into you. Like if you're going to keep doing stupid shit, you're going to get the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> yep. So yeah, you do stupid shit, and it, it hurts. By no means am I advocating oh, for you to just makeup. let your kids do super dangerous shit. I'm just saying that at no, some point you're going to stop them, obviously. Yeah. And it can be a it can be something other than that. It can be a non physical hurt it can be hey i don't think you should take that loan i don't think you should take that job you can absolutely give them your opinion hey i don't think you should hang out with that person i have a bad vibe about them you know you can give your opinion give your perspective you can try and influence but sometimes you just got to take a step back and go hey that'll bite them in the ass and they'll they'll come back they'll they'll see it for themselves eventually be there to help
1: i think when they do yeah. Well, I mean s- you don't need to necessarily remind them that they <laughs>
0: And the same can be said for friends, yeah, family, colleagues. Sometimes oh, yeah. you got to let people make mistakes. You uh-huh. cannot have a level of control to where you know, I think I heard a thing here to where we don't have helicopter parents anymore. We have shield parents. Which yeah. means that yeah, they I don't hover over, trying them, yeah. to trying to watch everything. Now they're shield parents to where they're trying to build shields around their kids, right? And we can't do that in life. We cannot try and protect people from making mistakes because, as we've talked about on so many occasions, mistakes are the best teachers. Mm-hmm. And well, they're
1: not failures, right? Yeah. So we've talked about in the last one. They're not necessarily failures. They're just a stepping stone to the next success. Mm-hmm. Well. This might be a little bit of a shorter one today. Because you're cognitively all over the place? Yeah, I'm <laughs> That, yeah. Yeah? And I don't know how much we need to uh
0: about it. No, I think, I think this But I'm at peace with it. <laughs> all right. So can I ask three questions first? Sure. And this can be from a... In your life, right? Right now. And obviously family goes without saying. Career goes without saying. But where do you focus, how do you focus, and why are you focused on those things just now?
1: Where do Outside I... Outside
0: of family and career, what are your focuses? Other than trying to get good at golf.
1: I mean, I, I like
0: cars. So I focus on cars, research cars, look at cars. So that's drive how you cars. Do it. Why do you focus on cars? Just because you like them? Because they bring me joy. Yeah, it's like go. my hobby, right? You like when I'm driving a convertible.
1: Head. I get the wind in my hair, the music going and Yeah. Just kind of vibing. So you, you you
0: stole it. You stole what I was gonna say. So I think where you focus and how you focus, um and why you focus on things should always be with the end game of does that bring me joy yeah. or do I need to cut it out? And Yeah, no, totally That goes for people, it goes for actions, it goes for activities, it goes for hobbies, it goes for
1: I will say years, everything. I don't know if there if there is a uh, coincidence, but when I got to this like spot of Zen to some degree, like the last year is when I've seen the most improvement in happiness and monetarily. Like my my income's gone up crazy, and that's the same with my other colleagues that have like gone through some of the same processes that I have. It's like all of a sudden. When you're, like, you just figure out some piece about you, right? And just realizing, like, hey, I can't control other people's actions. I can't control a lot of stuff, right? And when you just figure that out, all of a sudden, it's funny how stuff just kind of starts working. Because your focus, I think, drops from those things. And your emotional uh, attention is no longer focused on those things you can't control and Mm -hmm. on the things that you can control, and life's a lot more fun. So there's actually a reason for it, and I can tell you if you're willing to listen.
0: Depends if you want to all hear my
1: perspective. Gonna, it how long it's going to take.
0: So I just <laughs> finished a book called The Energy Bus by yeah. John Gordon. Okay. Um, I have a copy if you'd like to read it.
1: S- is it in your Audible?
0: No, I ha- well it's in my Audible as well, but yeah. I have a hard copy. I know you like to do the old-fashioned reading something. Yeah, um, on one, yeah, Very good book. It was actually recommended by our company. Um, they sent me again? a copy, The Energy Bus, the energy by John Gordon. Bus. Huh. But there's a part in it, and there's science behind this. So when your heart beats, and your your body, essentially, there's an energy field around your body that goes about 10 feet. Positive energy, negative energy. doesn't matter what it is, it's but gone. it's palpable. And that's yeah. why when a happy, bright, fun-loving person comes in the room, it lifts people up. Yeah. and it's why yeah. when a negative person even if they don't say anything just melancholy it's why you, you Sucks literally the, life out of the room and like I said there's science behind this the that energy is palpable
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's why we know when someone's close by is like if somebody's sneaking up it's you know you get those feelings it's why when you walk in a room and no one says anything you're like oh something weird's happening here
1: <laughs> awkward energy
0: isn't just something that it, it truly is palpable in the field measurable is about 10 feet around her body so check it out it's in that book and energy bus i think that's what you're experiencing i think you're putting out a different energy you're and i hate to say this because it sounds so hippie um but you're vibrating on a different level yeah as i said you're you're, you're, vibing yeah. yeah it's just different so i'm glad you're there um like you said there's a maturity piece to that that sometimes it takes enlightenment from someone else or with An experience, and you've been seen on your coach, and you're benefiting from it, and it's good. I'm good. So, there you go.
1: Cool. Well... Circle of control. uh, Just vibe baby just <laughs> chill uh-huh.
0: just chill you you trying to be a what, what, what was what it was was called that? a guru Ooh, baby back from the 60s like old guru like, all guru, yeah. like yeah, yeah baby take a hit of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no thanks I don't do I that I do shit. my Bill
1: Clinton I was starting to get into my Bill Clinton voice there a little bit Oof, that was close Hopefully, you're not getting into the Bill Clinton actions in your office. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Indeed, I did, and it was wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys
0: listening. Um, If we we provide you any value, share, rate, or review this. If you um, haven't, tell Stephen why you haven't shared us. Also, I have an idea that I'm going to share with you, Ben, on air. On air. Right now.
1: Oh, geez. Here we go.
0: I think I have a bank of enough questions that people have reached out with that we could probably do an episode of Ask Stephen <laughs> and Ben, um, and we answer them live. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I, okay. I don't
0: care. Life questions like, hey, you talked about this, and here's a situation. Oh, w- we yeah. we can scrub stuff like it does. We don't need to put people's names and places of work and stuff out there. Um, but I got another one over the weekend that I would share with you. And I actually picked the phone up and called the person and said, hey, let's talk. I'd love to help you through this situation. Cool. Um, and you again, get more of those than I do. So. By no means are you and I gurus or Not perfect. close. But I do find that often after having these discussions that people feel enlightened and empowered yeah. to go and
1: at least Let's make
0: a, a, a more – that's part of the podcast. A better decision. Yeah, so yeah. Well, like you said, go rate, like us, review us, share us. Yep. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.
1: Right.